Favorites. How is everybody doing? Hope you got your rain jacket, your umbrella. Maybe some boots. I don't know. Whatever you need to make it through your day. A soggy day in Northeast Arkansas. But otherwise, uh, all safe and sound here in the Ticket Studio. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Here on the Workday Red Zone, we've got a couple of hours ahead on the Ticket Radio Network. And, of course, uh, you can find us all over the place. All up and down your radio dial, 953 969 KBRI, KDA, 970 AM. But uh, we stream online as well, 953theticket.com. Of course, you can also take us with you on the go by downloading the TuneIn app and searching for KNEA. And uh, just a reminder, if you want to get in on the conversation, several ways you can do that, too. You can call us, 930-3776. And you can interact with us on social media. Kavanaugh, uh, uh, the KavanaughCars.com question is already posted for you on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. Uh, you can also hop on over to Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash 95.3. The ticket is another place to find us. I'm Kara Richie. I'm joined in studio by producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. So, uh, yeah, a couple of hours ahead. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, no breaking news right now this moment to start today's show with. No uh, big games or anything coming up today. In fact, I mentioned this yesterday, but um, look, obviously there wouldn't be no baseball today in, in northeast Arkansas, but turns out it looks like this kind of sort of everywhere. Uh, A-State baseball going to have to wait another day before they can return to the field. Rain in the Carbondale area has pushed A-State's midweek contest at Southern Illinois back from today to Wednesday. A-State, of course, need to get back in the win column after they've dropped several in a row here. But uh, Wednesday's first pitch slated for 2 o'clock, so an ever so slightly abbreviated show tomorrow. Meanwhile, Kate gets an afternoon off. <laughs> yes. I'm not mad about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of works out perfect because there's not going to be a whole lot to talk about tomorrow and then come back on Thursday and you have tournament games. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Must be tough. <laughs> so tough. Uh, meanwhile, no midweek baseball at all this week for the third-ring Diamond Hogs. Uh, they actually had a pretty cool setup going on. They were going to play against Omaha at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, but uh, poor weather forecast there, chance of rain, cold temperatures, so that is a no-go too. So they will not return to action until this weekend when they take on SEC East foe Mizzou in a three-game set. Uh, elsewhere, uh, not a lot going on. We mentioned yesterday Cardinals have made a roster move. They picked up a left-handed pitcher Packy Naughton off waivers from the LA Angels. Uh, on the field, though, Cardinals are 3-0 and in spring tr- training games, and they won 7-3 to over Washington last night. So we'll talk a little bit more Cardinal baseball with you today. In terms of the KavanaughCars.com question, a kind of more of a, a fill-in-the-blank topic. And this was a topic that was brought up yesterday on the phones, but I kind of wanted to continue the conversation. One, because we just had the conversation in a very short window. And then two, we didn't throw out an official question or official poll or anything like that. But today I just want to get, I want to get your full-on thoughts on the transfer portal. And I have this set up as, as a poll on Twitter. For you to finish this statement, the transfer portal is A, a great thing for student-athletes, B, not great but not awful, or C, ruining college athletics. I feel like most everybody is going to fall, you're, you're thinking on the portal is going to fall in one of those three three categories. Of course, on the phones, as always, you are more than, uh, you can absolutely elaborate on that however you would like. But I feel like those three 
those three options more or less kind of encompass everybody. So that's how it's posted on Twitter. Uh, but again, how do you feel about the portal? I want to get your your overall thoughts on the transfer portal on today's show. Uh, yesterday's feedback on the phone was mostly mostly negative. So I kind of wanted to see what other views were out there. Although I will say the early poll results also skew fairly negative. Is uh, Two-thirds of you right now say that the transfer portal is ruining college athletics. But uh, again, just everyone's general thoughts. Your answer today might obviously be influenced by how your own particular team has been impacted lately. Uh, But we'll look at some numbers. Of course, we'll look at some A-State topics as it pertains to the portal as well. I didn't see any, you know, super updated football numbers in regards to the transfer portal. There are a couple of different accounts on Twitter that um, keep, uh, obviously they keep up with the portal. Whenever there's a new portal entry, they, they tweet it out. Whenever there's a new guy from the portal that finds a landing spot, they tweet it out. But they also, every once in a while, throw some overall numbers at us in terms of how many players are in the portal and kind of what it, what it looks like right now. And I don't have, you know, the latest update on the total number of players in the portal. But uh, the NCAA Transfer Portal Rivals account did tweet out about a month ago a look at how Group of Five Portal players have, have fared. And what's concerning when you look at this number is only about half of the overall number of scholarship players who entered the transfer portal since last college football season began, since actually August the 1st of 2021. Less than half of those have found new schools. So you look at that as a a concerning overall portal number. But then, you know, obviously a lot of us look at how it impacts our schools, you know, especially if you're a group of five fan, if you're an A-State fan, is, is A-State getting more from this or, or having more taken from it? And uh, of the group of five players, football players who've been in the portal, a quarter of those committed to a power five school, 30% of those went to a group of five school, and 44% dropped to a lower classification, either FCS or Division II. So really a mixed bag of how different student-athletes are faring when it comes to the portal overall. Obviously, you know, this also includes conversations about, you know, loyalty and if there is any any longer in college athletics. I know in a perfect world, Every player would would come to your school and they would be there for four or five years and they would end their career in the same jersey that they started out with. Uh, Those expectations every year seem like they are just more and more and more unrealistic. They honestly haven't been realistic for a while now. But now that the portal has given everybody kind of a free pass to go ahead and jump in and continue their career elsewhere without being penalized for it, we're seeing more and more players take advantage but again I, I want to know overall today just just how you size it up and and you know your answer can be a little bit from column a and a little bit from column b you might think that it's a great thing for student athletes but it's still <laughs> absolutely terrible overall for college sports I know it makes things uh, I know it makes me feel conflicted as a fan a lot to be honest with you so some of you might be in that camp too couple different reasons we're asking this today. Again, it came up on the phones yesterday, and I wanted to get a, a better view from everybody, but also kind of some uh, transfer quotes today to throw at you 
here in just a little bit. So 9303776 is the number to call. And we'll get up and running here in just a moment on the Ritter Communications Hotline. And in fact, uh, we'll start here with Mark. Mark is with us on the phone. How are you today? Good, care. How are you doing? How are you doing? Right. Good. Thanks for the phone call. Hey, uh, with that transfer portal, if, if a player wants to transfer to Arkansas State without penalty one year, can they transfer the next year if they don't lock their situation without a penalty as well? I'll be honest with you. I have still never gotten a completely clear answer on that. In theory, that answer should be no. Once you use up your one-time waiver, it should be done. But I'm still not 100% sure on, you know, if that changes, if there's a coaching change, um, if you can still go ahead and use a one-time graduate transfer, um, if there are still waivers that you can get from the NCAA by petitioning them on a case-by-case basis. Mark, I'm sorry that I don't have a clear answer for you today, but I did. again, in, in theory, they should only be able to do it once with a free pass. In theory. Well, I mean, that's fine. I, uh, but my thing is, you know, I, I feel like I think I expressed my feelings about it yesterday. Yeah. It's ruining college football. But, I mean, I guess the biggest thing is, in my opinion, like I said yesterday, is these people that don't get a shot from a, a higher-tier program looks at your program and says, well, hey, he's really tearing it up in that league. Let, or that, you know, conference, let's see what he can do for mine. But also what I would like to see or hear is these coaches really, you know, well, I know once kids get their mindset that they want to transfer, they're going to transfer. Mm-hmm. But I wish the coaches would, like, put the statistics out there in front of them and say, look, there's a good chance that you're not going to find another home. You know, even the like the players that don't get a chance to play for their first year that they think they should, and then they say, "Well, I didn't get a shot, so I'm going to transfer." So I don't know. I, I just feel I wish the I wish there was more info to the players that was wanting to transfer I do, before they made that decision. I do too, and and some of it there's not really. I don't feel like there's any good guidance right now, Mark. I think you're completely correct on that because. One, there are definitely already bad actors out there. You know, sites that have already popped up and they're advertising, hey, you know, if your name is in the portal, contact us and we'll make sure you get a landing spot. Well, those, a lot of those sites are, are bull and they're just out there looking to make a quick buck and take advantage of student athletes. I have no idea how you get those to go away, but when you've got sites like that, they're going to tell kids what they want to hear. Hey, go ahead and just test the waters with the portal. We'll get you somewhere. And... Half the players who enter are not going to find a home, uh, so I don't know. I don't know how in the world you clean that up. Because you know, and I, I would like to know the the numbers on scholarship players that transfer, opposed to walk on players that transfer. Because I mean, if you're just a walk on, I mean, yeah, you may have a scholarship, an academic scholarship, but you know, that's not. Yeah, you're getting things paid for, but it's, I don't think is that. Same thing as a football scholarship? No, I mean, there are undoubtedly some football players who are on academic scholarships, but that doesn't count like towards your total, you know, 85 number of, of scholarships that you can hand out. It's They're kind of gauged differently, sorted differently. Well, I mean, I, I would like to know that number, the difference of walk on players that's transferred to, you know, football scholarship players that have uh, transferred. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know that uh, the difference in that number. 
because, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think, and I think all this stems from, well, coaches can come and go as they please. Why shouldn't players get to? Yeah, I don't, I think that's I don't I disagree think. with I don't you. Know. Kara, thanks for taking my call. Hey, appreciate the phone call today, Mark. 9303776 is the number to call. Uh, over the last update here, I don't see any, I, I don't know of a site that updates, you know, portal numbers in real time, which would be fascinating. I've seen some numbers here based on the last, one of the last numbers I see here is from February the, the 2nd of 2022, nearly 1,300 FBS players, and again, right now the numbers that we're throwing at at you are our football numbers. Basketball numbers are completely different and just as much of yeah. a wild ride, and we'll look at those coming up in a minute. But uh, right now these numbers are just uh, football numbers that we've thrown at you so far. But we'll continue to – I got a little bit of data here. We'll continue to try and, and, and dig around and find a whole lot more uh, in, in terms of portal numbers. But one of the things that Mark just referenced at the end of that call, you know, wishing there was a way to, to talk to players about it, and, and things like that, give them some guidance. Uh, I did see this quote, again, from whoever operates the Rivals Portal account, and it's it's really disheartening here. Uh, the, the quote, again, from whoever operates this, uh, this account, the chats I occasionally have with players in the portal are somewhat disheartening. It is pretty obvious that not much research or planning was done prior to the decision. So we'll go to break on that downer of a note and come back and talk more about this and kind of shine a spotlight on, on basketball transfers when we return. Again, your thoughts today on the transfer portal. That's kind of our KavanaughCars.com topic set up for you as a poll on Twitter. Is it a great thing? Is it ruining college sports? Is it somewhere in between? Looking forward to your answers today. We'll be back right after this on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. The St. Bernard's Medical Group Health Expo returns to First National Bank Arena in Jonesboro for community-wide event on Saturday, April 9th. As the region's largest event dedicated to your health, we offer free health screenings. Get to know our physicians, donate blood, visit our Kids Zone area, or find your next career at our job fair. The following day, April 10th, student-athletes from partnering schools can once again take advantage of our comprehensive pre-participation evaluations. It's all happening at the St. Bernard's Medical Group Health Expo. Visit stvexpo.com. Let any golf cars keep you from becoming your golf group's can i ride with you guy you know the guy standing by the first tee always needing someone to jump on with nea golf cars offers new carts and all the top brands including onward by club car and a large selection of used carts plus all the parts and accessories to make sure your cart looks and runs its best this golf season go to neagolfcars.com or call 236 golf for more information it's goodbye can i ride with you guy and hello sweet ride thanks to nea golf cars highway 49 in paragool crack screen on your phone or tablet it's going to be okay it happens get it fixed up and protected at cell phone station in jonesboro for all screen repairs on your smartphone tablet ipad or apple watch call 203-0993 all iphone screens replaced in 20 minutes oh yes just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new while you're there check out cell phone station's selection of phone and ipad accessories shock resistant and waterproof cases tempered glass screen protectors chargers pop sockets wallet cases and slim covers for most phone models generic outer boxes started only 25 dollars, and they're always buy one get one free come on by get your iphone fixed in just 20 minutes at cell phone station we buy and sell at&t verizon and straight talk phones and make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery all done in 20 
three minutes. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell Phone Station, home of the 20-minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell Phone Station. Go by for details. Northeast Arkansas Construction is hiring to build the future. Building out the region's fiber optic network to connect to the world. Here's Brian with another great thing about working at NEA Construction. The non-judgmental attitude of the owners, the willingness for for someone to go out of their way to help you in every aspect, not only just on the job, but in you know in life and focus on another issue inside your life other than just the business side of it. That's really what surprised me the most. NEA Construction takes pride in being Arkansas's leading fiber optic construction company. Join our great work environment with state-of-the-art equipment, full training, fully paid health insurance, and paid vacation, all at industry-leading hourly pay. Call 870-972-8565 or visit nearkansasconstruction.com. Northeast Arkansas Construction. We make a difference. Equal Opportunity Employer. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate hanging out with you today. Excuse me, 9303-776 is the number to call. A little bit of a... A free-for-all Kavanaugh-cars.com question, but just the general theme today on the show is the transfer portal, and you can kind of take that what direction you want. Uh, I do have a poll on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie where I kind of want you to, to finish this statement. The transfer portal is a great thing for student-athletes, not great, not awful, or is it ruining college athletics? And that's where 54% of you land right now. So that's the leader in the clubhouse. But you can weigh in with us on the phone. So we've asked you a a portal question before. I wanted to go back and look. Because obviously this has been such a huge topic in college athletics. I was kind of curious how many times we had debated it in the past. And how recently. Because I don't want to bombard you guys with the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, But back last June, we asked you all if you thought five years from now. Do you think we're going to view the transfer portal and the one-time waiver as an overall good thing or an overall bad thing for college athletics? And you all were split completely 50-50 down the middle. (laughs) Of course, we're, uh, you know, nine months since we've kind of had that particular discussion but thought we were a little bit overdue for having a question like this. So far, you know, we, we threw some football numbers at you uh, in terms of the number of group of five players that uh, were able to find new spots but wanted to look at the basketball numbers as well and basketball is kind of a, a different animal because here's the deal before there was ever a waiver before there was ever a portal basketball was a game where there was significant numbers of transfers but before the portal was ever a thing you were probably averaging about 800, 850 Division I transfers a year. So when you've got about 350 schools, you're already looking at more than two transfers per team. So that was already a high number before the portal existed, before the waiver existed. 
But looking back last season in 2021, there were a total number that year. If I can get my screen to refresh here. Of uh, 1,729 players in the portal in 2021. We're up to 591 so far in 2022. So the numbers are kind of astronomical. I don't have a total number of how many had landing spots. But uh, it's verbal transfer, or excuse me, verbalcommits.com that tracks the basketball portal. And one thing that you notice is though, is although it looks like a huge bulk of these student athletes had eventually had destinations. In fact, scrolling here, just looking at uh, the updates, I would guess as many as 90% of those 1,729 players found a new home to continue their basketball career but I'm seeing a lot of you know transfer uh, from a mid-major to a community college transfer from a mid-major to a D2 school transfer from a mid-major to a a lower ranked lower resource institution that doesn't even make sense as a phrase but you know what I mean I mean there's schools that are even though they're division one they don't even have enough of a, a program history or don't even have enough strength in in their conference to be considered a mid-major they're a low resource school so you see a lot of those so again although a lot of student athletes found landing spots it wasn't necessarily probably the landing spots that uh, at one point in time they they hoped for so again getting your thoughts on the transfer portal at 9303776. One of the other reasons that I wanted to bring this up is is because obviously when you talk about this, there's a lot of conversations about loyalty and, and what that means now and what it means for student athletes and how much you should you should judge them on it for having it or not having it to the degree that we hope to see as fans. But uh, one player from Arkansas State kind of helped inspire this today, and we'll tell you more about his comments in a moment. Let's go to the phones and check in with Garland. Hey, Garland. Hey, Kara. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm the worst. This I think this is a good topic. Hope you get a bunch of callers. Um, yeah, my my gut feeling is is that the uh, the the transfer portal is kind of bad for for sports in general because I think a, a large number of these kids go in there and they end up not going anywhere else, right? It, it certainly seems to be the case in, in football at this point in time. Again, right now, these numbers are, are from about a month ago. but And I don't have the total number of players who entered the portal from, from the Sun Belt. But if you look strictly at the Sun Belt, less than half of those players have found new schools. And that's so in, these, in football only. So, so these kids are either floating around in nowhere land, or maybe now they've had to, to go to a maybe another school and now they're having to pay for it because these could have been scholarship athletes so so these kids could have just now taken themselves where the reality is is they're not good enough that most of them won't make it to the next level so they don't have a living there and now they may not get an education which they would have stayed at their school so so i think it's bad in that that regard but then if you take two kids from asu uh avery and and um groupie um they they've done pretty well. My, my first thought when I saw Avery going to, to to Duke was like, that's not a big step up because Duke's not a great program. But man, he's going to get a, a degree from an elite school now. So 
that's probably not going to be bad for him. No. And the same thing with Griffey going to Notre Dame. So I think they've played it well, but most of them don't. Yeah, when you look at you know when you look at overall, just with Arkansas State, the number of players that hit the portal. Um, because right after the season, it was a mass exodus, right? But uh, yeah. right after that season, there weren't a lot of players that were that were impact players that entered the portal. That didn't happen until later with Harrison and Groupie and Rucker. But you know, some of those players who were in the first wave of portal entries from Arkansas State, I I still am unsure if about half of those guys ever found a landing spot or not. If they did. You know, it was not at, at the FBS level. And if you look at Rucker, I mean, he has certainly created a, a stir. I mean, he's gotten interest from some from big schools. But he may go off to a big school. And he, he may be like Brandon Reed that went to Georgia Tech. He may all, all of a sudden go off to a school and not get the attention, not get the targets. And he may, who knows if it's a good thing for him or not. Yeah, that's a fair question. Uh, he has got, uh, of course, he tweeted out as soon as he put his name in the portal a, a whole slew of offers. But I've seen visits, uh, planned visits for, I think, South Carolina and Utah State. And he's already went and visited one place. And it, that, that he went to Auburn. Off. Auburn? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, he's getting a lot of attention. But again, now, I really thought he'd go to Utah State when he first did it just because of the connection there with, with, with Blake and all that sort of sure. stuff. That was my first thought. Then I saw all of the the bigger schools that he's getting attention from and but um you know i'm who knows he may he may land up land somewhere if he, if he lands at an sec school you know, great for him he's he's going he has the potential to get uh more publicity but he also has a t- potential to go there and find out that that he's third or fourth in line instead of number one and he may not he, he may just ride off and kind of fade off into the sunset who knows yes. i hope that's not the case sure yes. i don't want i don't I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying that, but but that that's that's the reality. He he is choosing to bet on himself right now, big time, and so yeah. he's going to have to going to have to follow through with that. Um, there's no doubt he's not going to be able to out athlete as many peers at a power five institution as maybe he can do in in Jonesboro. So anyway, but I give props. I mean, I give I give props to, to Groupie and, and uh, to Avery Groupie and Avery because I think. I think they played it well because the, the chances of either one of them having a lengthy career or any career in the NFL is pretty slim. But now, now they're adding a pretty, uh, a, a, probably a degree and a, a graduate degree from pretty elite institutions to the resume that will serve them well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that obviously you can get a fantastic education at Arkansas State, but Arkansas State does not have a a national. Uh, academic brand institution like Duke or Notre Dame do. And that's something that, well, that's very, everybody knows that, yeah. I, I completely agree with you. And I'm, and I'm an A State alum, right? So I'm, I'm a proud alum. And it's and my my education has, has served me well in my life, my career. So I, I totally agree with that. But but it doesn't change the fact that, that the elite names are looked at differently when you go out in the world and, and you, you, you may get a quicker start. Very true. So. Anyway, good topic. Appreciate the phone call today, Garland. Have a great day. Hey, you too. We'll see you. Bye. Again, uh, I'll tell you kind of another reason why this came up today, and then we'll go ahead and, and go to break and come back and talk about what he said. But, you know, in an era where where so many players are moving on, where when they have even, you know, a hint of an opportunity at a higher brand, a more recognizable brand name institution or 
uh, or a program that has more conference prestige or, or something along those lines, more resources, uh, you have all of these guys going and getting in the portal, right? And then on the flip side of that, you have North Shadow Mir, who Lord knows he's had opportunities, but has stated publicly a few different times now that he's staying at Arkansas State. We'll tell you more about some of his most recent comments when we come back. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Great news, sports fans. Bentley Sportsbook from Southland Casino is the only online sportsbook live in Arkansas. Visit Bentley.com today to sign up and cash in on your up to $250 risk-free first bet. Bentley Online Sports Betting delivers easy action and real paydays. You can place bets on pro and amateur sports, including college basketball. At Bentley, B-E-T. Tly.com. You can bet on all the local favorites and get paid in cash for your winners. Bring all the easy action home with Bentley Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas to bet. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. When it comes to servicing your vehicle, trust the folks at Purcell Tire and Service Center. Purcell provides unbeatable service, and that includes free alignment checks on their state-of-the-art Hawkeye alignment machine. Plus, every Tuesday is Ladies' Day at Purcell, where all ladies get an oil change, tire rotation, and brake inspection for just $37.95. And Purcell continues to be the home of the lowest price around on quality Michelin tires. Call them at 972-TIRE, 972-TIRE. Or go see your friends at Purcell Tire and Service Center. Parker and Caraway, Jonesboro. The second annual Delta Roots Music Festival in historic downtown Helena, Arkansas is set for Saturday, April 9th. And this year honors the memory of Phillips County's old musical legend, Lee Von Hell. Headlining this year is The Wake, named after the band's iconic song and led by longtime friend and bandmate Jim Weeder. Also included this year, Funky Donkey, Dwayne Stevens Band, Raj Arnold, Mother Hubbard and the Regulators, Live Wire Band, Bailey Hepley, Colin Linden, the Arkansas Brothers, and the Kate Brothers. Tickets for the festival are $25, kids 12 and under free, and can be purchased online at DeltaRootsMusicFest.Eventbrite.com or at the King Biscuit Blues Festival office, 319 Phillips Street, Helena, Arkansas. Hours for the festival are 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Arts and crafts, food vendors, and a cash bar, and more. The second annual Delta Roots Music Festival, April 9th in Helena, Arkansas. Most prices still falling. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. May corn at 747 and a half, down eight and three quarters. With July corn at 724 and three quarters, down three and a half. May soybeans at 1692 and three quarters, up one and three quarters. With July soybeans at 1675 and a half, up three and a quarter. May wheat at 1107 and three quarters, down 11 and a half. July wheat at 1088, down five. May cotton at 129.30, down 71. With July cotton at 125.41, down 80. May rice at 1587, down six cents. July rice at 1613, down six and a half. Moving on to livestock now. April live cattle at 139.97 and a half, down seven and a half. June live cattle at 136.12 and a half, down 22 and a half. March feeder cattle at 156.65, up 55. With April feeder cattle at 161.07 and a half, down 12 and a half. April lane hogs at 99.90, down 72 and a half. With May lane hogs at 110.42 and a half, down 65. That's your EAB New Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? by their clothes, their age, the way they speak? Would you notice an eight-year-old girl who's not excited excited for summer break? Because she may not be having lunch again until September. 
or a single father of two who works three part-time jobs and still can't put enough food on the table. Or maybe a mother who cleans offices at night, hoping to find meeting leftovers to take home to her hungry family. Or a war veteran who's, who's having, having a hard, hard time, time landing a job and getting back on his feet. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. 9303776 is the number to call in the Ritter Communications Hotline. Asking you today, your thoughts on the transfer portal. I know that's a vague question, but hey, you can take it and run with it. Do you think it's a good thing for student athletes? Is it kind of an it is what it is <laughs> kind of thing? Because, hey, it is a new normal in college athletics. Or do you feel like it's ruining college sports? That's our poll on Twitter. Again, a few different reasons why we are asking you this today. One of them, a recent statement by Norshad O'Meara, and we'll elaborate on that a little bit later. By the way, uh, just a heads up, he was the guest on this week's Second to None podcast. And in fact, that's where this quote uh, that we'll, we'll give you in a moment is coming from. But would encourage you to check that out, and we'll talk even more about it uh, later on this afternoon when Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, joined us here in studio at 1.30. So that's... Something else on the docket for today. But again, phone lines are open right now. So let's check in with Wade, who's with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? Hey, good. Good to hear from you. Just loving the, Well, thank you. It's always nice to hear you guys. Y'all do a bang-up job. Um, I'm, I'm all for the, the portal trans, uh, transfer portal. But, um, I, and I don't know enough about it. I don't know how many, if there's, like, one of the guys that asked, can you, Transfer this year and then transfer again. Can you transfer? Um, I mean, that, you know, I'm all for whatever's best for the kid because that's ultimately what it's about. Mm-hmm. I just hope, and I don't know, how long they've been doing transfer portal, portal now? What, second, third year? Well, so the portal is actually older than the waiver. And I, and I know I have a tendency to kind of lump them together. But the transfer portal happened about, like, four years ago. But... Players who originally who entered the portal then, you still had to sit out for a year, and it's been within the past. It's been within the past, you know, season and a half that all of a sudden they said, "All right, you get a one-time waiver." So, if if I transfer to Arkansas from uh, Coastal Carolina, uh-huh. and and at the end of the year I want to transfer again, are, are there limits on it? How often or how many times? We had this discussion earlier, and in, in the, the short answer is, I don't know. The long okay. answer... I'm sorry, I didn't see that. No, 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 that's okay. Hey, look, I know, in a perfect world, uh, everybody could sit and hang out with us for two hours all day, every day, but I realize that people have stuff to do from noon to two, so that's not, not necessarily yeah. realistic. But to kind of recap yeah. that, that, dis- that discussion, um, I, I don't know, because in theory, you're only supposed to get one waiver. But... I've okay. never I've never found out what happens then you know can can student athletes still get a graduate transfer waiver can student athletes gotcha. still 
individually petitioned the NCAA for an additional waiver. Can there be a situation where things change if there is a coaching change? Do you get an additional? I I am not 100% clear on all of the answers. In theory, again, you should only get one waiver. But that is in theory. And also, we're still dealing with some weird COVID repercussions around college athletics, and that threw a weird wrinkle into everything as well. I just wonder, um, you know, because, I mean, I'm all about the kids. But, I mean, let's face it, the majority of these kids now, the NIL has changed things a bit. But, I mean, for the most part, they're going to play three or four or five years, and then they've got to go out in the real world, and, you know, they're going to have some great memories, and people pat them on the back and may say, hey, remember the games. But for the most part, they've got to, they've got to lean on that education. Sure. So I just wonder how many of these kids are getting good advice do they transfer, and are they losing hours and have to go to school another year and end up getting burnt out, and do they complete their degree? I mean, that'd be the thing I'd worry about, um, you know, if it's my kiddo. So, But I'm all, about, I'm all about whatever's best for the kid. It's for them, you know. It's for our enjoyment, but, you know, ultimately that, that institution's there to get them an education so they can survive and thrive. You bring up a good question, and it's one that, unfortunately, we won't be able to start getting data from. For, for another right. you know three or four years how many kids who enter the portal right. will eventually be able to get a degree um, how right. much does that interrupt their education and and again yeah. you know we see right now still a ton of players stuck in what I've kind of re- referred to as portal purgatory where you enter yeah. your name in the portal and you don't get another opportunity or maybe you get an opportunity right. but that opportunity now is to be a walk-on student athlete as opposed to a scholarship student athlete. There's look, I would not have been able to afford college without a scholarship out of high school. So that significantly yeah. impacts a, a lot of student athletes if all of a sudden you're going to have to pay for it or you're going to have to take out loans and be in debt for the first 20 years of your adult life, 30 years, 50 years so, of your adult uh, life. <laughs> so, can, can I ask a, gener- a, a generally personal question? It's not personal, but it is, but general. So did you did, did you get academic scholarships or did you play sports or both? I did not play sports. Uh, I am not okay. remotely athletic. I was I, I was actually I don't know how much common sense I have, but I was I was book smart in high school. <laughs> okay. So I, did I can all understand right that, and I'm and I could I could have I could have I wouldn't have surprised me if you did play sports, but I can see both. So interesting. I, I just know that you're a sports junkie, and so I could see. You know that you played, and I can also. You know, I did. I never played, but I I enjoy it also. So, are you guys doing picks on the on the remaining games? You know what? We'll figure out. I'll dig around in the prize drawer in my desk and see what we've still got to give out, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll figure out something uh, closer closer to the weekend, or at least at least definitely for the final four. The uh, the next round of games are going to be interesting. I think Arkansas and the and the uh, Gonzaga game is going to be a fantastic game. I think it's going to be kind of back and forth. I don't think there's going to be a 10 or 12 point spread for the for the most part for the whole game. And I think it's going to come down to who keeps um their, you know, their their guys out of foul trouble and uh you know who's kind of got the momentum at the last, you know, at the 5 minute mark and who's can hit their free throws cuz I I think it's going to be a lot of, you know, uh they're yeah. both great coaches. This should be an interesting game. I think the Hogs have an excellent chance of uh, winning that game and uh pulling the upset. I'm really fascinated by that one because neither team has had a particularly easy go of it in, in their first couple right. games. Yes, you know, at the end of the day, that Gonzaga-Georgia uh, State score was lopsided, but, I mean, that was that was a closer game for yeah. a lot longer than it had any right to be. So if either right. one of these teams comes out and plays like they did against their previous two opponents, they're, they're going to get 
going to get beat. But then again, at the same yeah. time, their opposition has not really gone out and shown out in the first two games either. So I don't know how to handicap it, but I, I just uh, I hope we're in store for another close one. Yeah, uh, I hope everybody has a great day. Be safe. The roads are wet. Go Red Wolves, always. Thanks, Wade. We appreciate the call. Thank you. Nine three zero three seven seven six. Let's check in with Zach before we go to break. How are you? What's up, Karen? Hey, what's up, man? How much are y'all? I think we're okay. Nice, you think? And, nice and dry inside. Well, then you should be just fine. Then, yeah, you know, you are okay. Then, I doubt about it. I want to give a kudos to, to Wade for bringing up the Gonzaga Arkansas game. There, I don't know. Everybody, a lot of people in the series are going to have their eyes uh, glued to that game. What's it? Six 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 ten p.m. Double check. I believe that's right. Because here's the deal. You're either pretty much everybody. You either you have one of those two teams, either in your bracket or obviously you're you're an Arkansas fan. So in some way, shape, or form, everybody has rooting interest. You're either rooting for your bracket or you're rooting for the Hogs, or you have the Hogs in your bracket. So you're rooting for both. I know Cade's rooting for Arkansas because he wants to see Mike Shishovsky get uh, some payback, right, Cade? I would call what I'm doing rooting for Arkansas. I'm not going to root for Arkansas. If it's Gonzaga, it's Gonzaga. But I wouldn't mind seeing Duke beat Arkansas. Right. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Arkansas send Coach K off into his twilight years. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, what else has been a big topic of discussion today? So today's com question is kind of a little bit of a, a free-for-all on the transfer portal. Um, oh, do you think? Well. Do you think ultimately it's it's a, a good thing or a bad thing or kind of just in a, it is what it is kind of thing when it comes to college athletics right now? Well, I just think it's going to be an is what it is kind of thing. To be honest with you, you know, there's two sides to the coin there. You know, I mean, Miss Lisa said that you know coaches can up and leave. Uh, you know, whenever a better job opportunity comes along and and leave players behind, and <clears throat> you know, it's I mean, it's it's uh, it's. Uh, Double-edged razor, wouldn't y'all say so? Yeah, I mean, how is it going to be okay for for one group and and not for another? Right, you know. But uh, anyhow, uh, I saw where LeBron passed the mailman Carmelone on the all-time scoring list. He's now number two. Yes, sir. How he won't he won't surpass Cream this year, Willie Cade, or will we have to wait till next season? Any idea uh, he yeah, I mean, I think you'll have to do it next season. I think he's still thousand, two thousand, something like that away. Yeah, he's then to his legacy. I mean, I, you know, I'm a big. I was a initially a Larry Bird fan growing up, and then after Bird retired, I kind of hitched my wagon to Barkley and Malone. I was a fan of the power forwards, and uh, those were two of my favorites in my teenage years growing up. And uh, I hated seeing Carl be delegated to number three, but you know, it was inevitable. I mean. Uh, I don't think we've seen a player that this age in the NBA play at such a high level. What's he after 29 points a game at age 37? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty pretty amazing. I mean, love him or hate him, you know, you got to give props. I mean, he's that's, that's still amazing right there, guys. He's at that age, averaging that, you know, he's, I think, probably what, top five in scoring? At one point in time, he was, it was like him and Bede and... Greek freak. Yeah, yeah. And, and Giannis, those guys, one, two, and three were separated by 0.3 points. That was like two days ago. So it's just, it's, I mean, anybody can still win that, that scoring title this year. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Anyways. All right, guys, that's all I got here. I'm going to get off here and let Rudolph Mark call in, and uh, he'll uh, give you all uh, his uh, answer about the portal. See you all. Thank you.
Actually, it looks like right now, this second, and again, this will change with tonight and tomorrow and, and the additional NBA action. Right now, this second, I think LeBron is leading the league in points per game. And he's uh, a whopping 1,400 and two points behind Kareem yeah. for the all-time NBA scoring title. So, fun stuff to watch. He about murdered poor Kevin Love last night. <laughs> he did. <laughs> We'll talk more on that in a minute. Uh, I've been trying to tell you guys this quote for from Omir for a second now, but I tell you what, we'll take one more break before we dive into it. Sorry, sorry, we're getting there. I promise. Uh, that being said, keep the phone calls coming. I always love that nine three zero three seven seven six. Phone lines open during the break. We'll be back in a moment here on the ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Indianapolis Colts have been in the market for a quarterback for some time now. Colts were spoiled in the early 2000s. The team went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, but the luck in Indy has run out in a variety of ways. The Colts have had a competitive roster for years. The only problem is the team has had a different veteran starting quarterback every year since 2018. That streak could be over. Indianapolis acquiring Matt Ryan from the Falcons yesterday, the former league MVP. Not the elite signal caller he once was, certainly back in 2017, but he's a proven veteran. And over the years, it's been easy to blame Indy's lack of postseason success on QB issues. But the addition of Ryan won't give the Colts that excuse anymore. Indy has an elite offensive line, great running game, top-tier defense. If the Colts can't win with that, it could be time for the team to officially put an end to their veteran quarterback approach and maybe start looking for a signal caller through the draft. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. And now, and now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real live person. You know, a human being who's actually understanding your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. It's live customer service discover exceptionally common sense near historically low mortgage rates may not last forever if you're in the market for a new home or your dream home go with a lender you can count on for competitive rates over 300 loan products and thousands of loan consultants to help make sure you get the home and the mortgage that you want call now to see if you're pre-approved 866-888-LOAN 866-888-LOAN or go to loandepot.com loan depot where home means everything rates are subject to change equal housing opportunity lender and mls number 174 EAB Jonesboro is looking for team members in our sales department, and we are offering a $2,000 signing bonus. EAB Jonesboro is the most listened to multimedia group in Northeast Arkansas, including K-Fine, KISS, The Wolf, The Ticket Radio Network, KBTM News Talk, and Bob FM, plus our amazing digital products. If you have media sales experience, apply today. Or if you don't have media sales experience, apply and convince us why you are the person for the job. Send your resume to Lori at eabjonesboro.com. That's L-O-R-I-E at eabjonesboro.com. And get your future moving in the right direction. Plus, get a $2,000 signing bonus if hired. Become part of the largest media group in the state. Apply today. EAB Jonesboro is an equal opportunity employer. 
Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia is moving, and they're inviting you to a grand opening celebration. Join Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia when they open at 424 Southwest Drive on Saturday, April 2nd. Beginning at 9 that day, there will be giveaways and drawings all day long, including the chance to win Redbird Club tickets to see the Cardinals and Orioles in St. Louis. Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia carries hobby boxes, vintage packs, and supplies for collectors, and much more. Be there for their grand opening celebration Saturday, April 2nd at Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia. Move into 424 Southwest Drive in Jonesboro. COVID-19 cases are spreading across the state. Safe, effective, and free COVID vaccines are now readily available for all Arkansans ages 5 and up. Booster shots are also available for fully vaccinated people 12 and above. The vaccines are highly effective at preventing severe COVID. That means helping keep you from being hospitalized or even dying. Get vaccinated to protect yourself, your family, and your community. Learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Last couple of uh, minutes in this segment. Of course, we've got a whole other hour to go. Hope you stick around with us in that hour. Of course, we're going to catch up with the voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Is, he'll join us in studio at 1.30, and we'll probably follow up a little bit more on this conversation. But again, we've been talking about the transfer portal a lot today and uh, kind of a breath of fresh air when you've got a, a superstar player on your team that wants to stay with your team. And of course, uh, in, in Arkansas State's case, I'm absolutely talking about North Shadow Mirror. Uh, it was, I guess, a week ago, sometime last week, that he put out the statement on his own personal social media that uh, you know he was running it back for twenty two, twenty three with Arkansas State, and said, uh, you know, can't wait for next season to go at it with my guys. The work has already started. Let's go get this championship in twenty two, twenty three. And he is the guest on this week's Second and None podcast with Brad Bobo and Matt Stoltz. And full disclosure, I haven't had time to to listen to all of it yet because it dropped this morning and I am absolute garbage at trying to multitask in the morning and, and listen to stuff and get ready for a show. But uh, there's a great clip right now that the Second to None podcast tweeted out talking about the loyalty of, of Omir. And the conversation starts with, you know, Bobo asking him the question of how often are people in your ear trying to get you to move on from Arkansas State? And his answer was, quote, every day, end quote. He went on to elaborate that uh, he does what he does on the court. Uh, He tunes them out, tunes out everything, and doesn't worry about it. But uh, the conversation continues with with Matt Stoltz talking about the message that he posted on social media, you know, making it clear that he was coming back to Arkansas State. And Omir's exact quote, I wanted to let... The Red Wolves fans know that I'm going to stay loyal, that I'm a Red Wolf for life, end quote. I'm going to sit here, I'm not going to sit here and and make some overall grand judgment about student athletes who decide to transfer. There are so many different reasons for a lot of kids as to why they could choose to go somewhere else. But it is also a breath of fresh air when one of your favorite players, when a huge player, one of the best players to ever wear your team's jersey, 
comes out and says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay put here. I'm going to stay true to this place. Because again, Lord knows how many opportunities he's had behind the scenes. Because as we all know, like there, there is rampant tampering going on since the transfer portal has been a thing. And you will never be able to convince me otherwise. I would... He, he did not do it, and obviously nobody's going to ask him to do it, but if he had dropped names, <laughs> I would have loved to have known. But uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there would be a ton of Power 5 There names. would be big name yeah. blue, blood, blue blood programs whose names would be dropped. Zero doubt about it. But, again, he is uh, it's irrelevant because he said he is tuning it all out. So... That obviously is uh, great news for Arkansas State men's basketball and just for A-State fans in general. At, at the end of the day, the portal, there, there's a good chance that overall, in the grand scheme of things across all sports, that the portal is probably going to help Arkansas State more than it hurts it. You can certainly make that case already for football. But it's still hurts when good players leave. It hurts it hurt when Brandon Reed left. Although he eventually made his way back to Arkansas State. So when you see this, it's uh it's it's good to see. And part of that is is obviously because Omir is just kind of built differently in terms of what loyalty means to him. But I'm gonna be intrigued to see how coaches try and build loyalty in the portal era. Because look, as sports fans, we have we have a wildly skewed view of team loyalty, right? Some of you might have three ex wives, but you've only throughout your entire life had one team, right? Sports loyalty is a different loyalty, and not everybody is just automatically going to have it, even if at one point in time they suit up for that institution. So. It's everybody kind of looks at it differently, judges it differently, builds it differently. So we're going to continue this discussion, obviously, in the second hour of the program. Uh, coming up in hour two, more on this, more opportunities for you to get in on the phones. Again, Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz will join us at 1.30. We'll catch up on some baseball news. Yachty made it to camp yesterday, just in case you're curious. In case you somehow missed the millions of pictures of Yachty and Adam Wainwright and Yachty and Paul Goldschmidt and Yachty and everybody else in a Cardinals jersey, we'll do our best to fill you in there. And we'll see uh, what else is going on, of course, in the sports world before we wrap wrap it up. Uh, Although, I will say, kind of a quiet day today. No quarterbacking news out there. Nothing, nothing breaking today. At least not that I've seen. Have you seen anything, Kate? Uh, no. Okay. Slow news day. It is a slow news day. Again, we've got still, though, plenty more to dive into in the second hour of the program. We hope you keep it right here. We'll be back in just a few minutes for more of the Workday Red Zone.
This is Will Oswald with your Tuesday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update. Brought to you by Plaza Tire Service. Arkansas State will have to wait one more day to try to end their nine-game losing streak on the diamond as the contest scheduled for tonight at Southern Illinois postponed yesterday to tomorrow due to the rainy weather that's affecting both Carbondale, Illinois and Northeast Arkansas. Game time tomorrow at 2 o'clock on the Ticket Radio Network with the pregame coverage at 1.45. Arkansas was scheduled to play at Coffin Stadium in Kansas City on Wednesday against Nebraska-Omaha, but that game has already been canceled due to the forecast of inclement weather in the Kansas City vicinity. On Wednesday, Hogs will play at Missouri this weekend in SEC action. Meanwhile, Arkansas now ranked as high as second in the country in the six major polls. They're in the top six in the six rankings. Ranked as high as second this week by the Baseball Writers Association top 25. Bringing you the best fuel on tires since 1963. Now at two Jonesboro locations, that's Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Best manufacturing in Jonesboro is now hiring. Enjoy going to work with a close-knit group of employees for a company that provides a strong focus on safety, a stable work environment, excellent benefits, and competitive wages. Best Manufacturing is looking for welders, CNC laser operators, brake press operators, and more. Apply now. Check out Best Manufacturing's job ads on Indeed.com. Email info at bestmanufacturinginc.com or apply in person at 4929 Kruger drive. You know, it's hard to think about your yard being green right now, but this is the time to let Mojo Lawn Care Weed and Feed go to work for you. Call Mojo Lawn Care Weed and Feed today at 870-219-3446 and let them go to work to ensure that you'll have the greenest yard in your neighborhood come springtime. Better yet, bundle Mojo's Weed and Feed with their lawn care service and save 15%. What are you waiting for? The time is now. If you want the greenest yard in the neighborhood in the spring, let Mojo go to work for you today to lay the foundation for a beautiful lawn. Call Mojo Lawn Care Weed and Feed today, 870-219-3446. That's 870-219-3446. Ensure a super green yard in the spring by letting Mojo Lawn Care Weed and Feed go to work for you today. There's no question that the COVID pandemic, supply chain issues, and factory slowdowns have greatly affected our industry in the last two years. At Cavanaugh Ford, we have a plan to change all of that. A plan you're going to love. Placing your order for your new truck or SUV during truck month means big rebates, low interest, and you'll be driving your new vehicle by summer. Customize your personal 2022 F-150 pickup and get $3,500 off MSRP. 2022 Ranger, $2,500 off MSRP. 22 Edge SUV. $2,500 off MSRP. 22 Explorer, $2,000 off MSRP. And drive your new vehicle by summer. Placing a retail order and personally customizing your new Cavanaugh Ford is the new way to buy. And during truck month, you'll order and save with up to $3,500 off MSRP. Zero interest financing. And you'll be driving the vehicle you customized by summer. Truck month at Cavanaugh Ford. There's never been anything like it. Cavanaugh Ford. 2000 East Highland in Jonesboro. Or CavanaughFord.com. Looking for an affordable car, truck, or SUV that you can buy wholesale? Then the team at Magnet Motor Company and Paragold can help. Fixed income, bad credit, good credit, or just need to build your credit? Magnet can take care of you with low-cost cars, trucks, and SUVs. You can pay with cash. You can pay with credit card. And Magnet also offers financing. Check out our inventory at magnetmotorco.com and call 215-0077 and let us put you in your next ride today. Magnet Motor Company, Highway 49. South in Paragould.
This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. We've made it halfway through the day on a rainy Tuesday in Northeast Arkansas. Rain everywhere, so just a reminder, no A-State baseball tonight. Tomorrow, too, is when they're going to be playing. We'll talk more about Southern Illinois, maybe Georgia Southern recaps and Texas State. Talk about who knows what else. When Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, joins us in studio at 1.30. In the meantime, though, our KavanaughCars.com kind of question, kind of topic today is is based on the transfer portal. Got it phrased as kind of I kind of want you to finish this statement if you're on Twitter. The transfer portal is a a great thing for student athletes. B not great, but not awful. Or C ruining college athletics. Ruining college athletics, by the way, has been the leader of the clubhouse the entire show today. But uh, that number. That margin started to dwindle a little bit, down to 43%. Of course, uh, if you're calling in on the phones today at 9303776 on the Ritter Communications Hotline, the kind of just, we're going vague with it. How do you feel about the portal? Which is obviously uh, very, very wide-ranging of, of a discussion. But uh, again, 9303776. This just in, excited for this tomorrow. Uh, our A-State spotlight is going to be with... Arkansas State Volleyball Coach Brian Gerwick. Of course, he's been on the scene for about uh, a week now. Not that he's new to the scene, having served as an assistant under Coach David Rear in 2017 and 18. So he already knows you know, where to go on campus. He knows where the good lunch spots are. He's, he's all set. So hopefully uh, he's getting settled in nicely and we'll get an update on A-State Volleyball tomorrow at 1230. In our chat brought to you by Calmar Solutions. So we'll be looking forward to that. In the meantime, though, uh, transfer, portal, transfer, policy, all of that. Today's general topic. One of the things I mentioned prior to the break that I, I kind of want to follow follow up on a little bit is, is what are coaches going to be doing now to kind of try and build and, and foster loyalty? Because it's not, again, it's not automatically going to be just built in there are student athletes that go and play somewhere and then 10 years down the road they don't care about that program it's not automatic it wasn't automatic before the portal era it's not going to be automatic now but if there's any way that you can get any kind of an inside edge on on keeping your roster together you got to kind of exhaust all possibilities right one of the things that i'm interested in is if Coaches just try and find a way to continue to immerse their student-athletes even more in the student experience, even more in the community experience. Because for a while, it, everything was trending in the opposite direction. Yes, they were called student-athletes, but you know they were athlete dorms. Everything Athletes were kind of kept away as much as possible from the general student population. And not necessarily even intentionally kept away. A lot of times they were so dadgum busy with everything else that they weren't able to immerse themselves in the overall college experience. So do coaches try and do a 180 on that now? 
Because the good players, they can get football anywhere, right? So what do you do at your particular program, in your particular community, to make them feel like if they left, they would be missing out on that particular opportunity? Skin. A good player can go play football anywhere else. So how do you try and build that loyalty to your program? I like what Butch Jones is doing this year with the community involvement with Arkansas State. Of course, getting student-athletes involved in the community is certainly not a new situation by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, every time I see a picture of C.J. Harris grinning from ear to ear because he's out doing the gritty on an elementary school playground, or when I see Lincoln Perry constantly tweeting out things about a school that he's gone and read to or a charity that he and his teammates are out helping with, I feel like this is stuff that, that – helps is this automatically going to keep a player from entering the portal probably not but making them feel like they are more immersed in the community is is not going to hurt by any stretch let's go to the phones and talk to chuck how are you today i'm doing good how about yourself Garrett? hey dude doing good thanks for the phone call hey uh i know you're saying they got to get out in the community and do more but the community's got to get behind them more, sure. too, I think. Sure, and I'm not necessarily saying they have to get out in the community and, and do more. I'm saying I wonder if coaches <laughs> try, and, try and instill this, try and do more community events as a program because, again, for a while it seemed like coaches kind of kept their athletic teams and programs as separate from campus life as, as they could, and I, I don't know how much that helps you in the long run. Right, but, uh, you know, kids feed off of the support from the community. I mean, you know, when you only have 10,000 people show up to watch you, man, it kind of, they kind of play it down for the simple fact is, hey, people don't want to come watch us here, so why should we play here? Well, it's not going to get better if they go to the MAC. Well, that's true, but I mean, but... Student-athletes do look at that. Well, of course they do. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm, not, I'm not arguing that at all. You know? All student-athletes thrive on... Anybody in a game is going to thrive off, off what kind of energy you can get from the crowd. Right. And that's one of the problems I see with A-State, man. They, I'm not saying the community don't support the college, but... People find reason not to go watch them. You know, it's easier for people to find a reason not to go watch them, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I went and watched a couple basketball games this year, and I'm not a basketball fan. You know, I try to go watch a couple football games a year, mm-hmm. you know, because my job keeps me busy. You know, but I try to get out and watch as many as I can, you know, uh, but, and people need to, I mean, these kid, young athletes need that support, you know, I, 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 I don't disagree. And I think that would make a difference on them leaving if they had that kind of support, you know, 
And my other qu- I got a question for you. The old boy, the last old boy that entered the uh, portal, has he signed anywhere yet? The most recent entry was Corey Runker, and he is still taking visits. He's been to Auburn. He will go to South Carolina, I think, this weekend, and then a stop at Utah State the weekend after that. Okay, because see, I heard he was going back to Mississippi because of a family issue. I, so I didn't know. I didn't know he was checking all that out. Yeah, I know. I know nothing about Corey Rucker's personal life, so I cannot uh, confirm or deny that. I know I enjoyed watching him on the field, and I feel like he's talented enough to to have several opportunities. And obviously, that seems to be the case. Right. Well, I hate that he's leaving. You know. I, like I said, that's just a rumor I heard that he was there was family issues back home. They wanted him, he wanted to be close to home, but mm-hmm. uh, you know how that goes. Sure, you know. So, but I didn't know he had done went to Auburn and South Carolina and Utah State. So, uh, but anyway, that's all I had. Care uh, y'all have a great day and. Go Red Wolves. Hey, we appreciate the phone call today, Chuck. We'll see you. 9303-776 is the number to call. Taking your thoughts on the transfer portal. Hey, a, a good fan base, good support. Sure, that could make a, a student athlete think twice potentially about leaving a program. But I I do feel like, you know, things like playing time are always going to be a bigger yeah. driver. So. Uh, sure, I'm sure there are some SEC players out there who love playing in front of SEC crowds, but would you rather be out there for three snaps on special teams or would you rather be out there on the first string somewhere else even if you don't get that crowd support um, behind you? But again, different student-athletes are looking for different things out of the portal. There's not you know, one reason why student-athletes jump in. It's usually a a multitude. In some cases, it could be getting closer to home. In some places, it could be getting further away from home. Uh, Playing time, obviously, one. But then some of them are going to enter for scholastic reasons, different graduate opportunities, different things like that. I do feel like one thing that we've seen a lot, and this is interesting. Actually, Coach Dez brought this up last week when we were talking to her and we asked her about the portal. And it does look like this is the case in, in a lot of different sports, but... How many different student-athletes have you seen out there that are, you know, they have that extra COVID year, and with that extra year, they're like, all right, I'm going to try something else. Now, again, it's it's not all of them, but, you know, typically they would have already been through their entire career at an institution. Typically, typically Andre Harris and Blake Groupie would be done with football. They have played for four years. But now, they've got that extra year so go somewhere else and just see what you can do yeah and again that's i mean gyro washington and trinity jackson in any other time frame they would be done with their college basketball careers but they now have an extra covid year they're using it somewhere else asia blunt who unfortunately terrorized a state women's basketball in the sunbelt conference tournament any other time in her career, she would have played her full career with Coastal Carolina. But she's got an extra year and she's going to use it. So we're seeing this a lot across college athletics. So there's still different. I don't know, you know, how much that is impacting transfer portal numbers right now. If we finally get 
to the end of of the era where COVID gave everybody another year? You know, how how will that look five years down the road? Will there be less transfers because of that? There's still a lot to figure out about the portal. I'm really looking forward to the day where we get, you know, better numbers about it all. You know, how many, just, just in general, how many players, we'll look at football again, how many FBS players entered the portal in a given year? All right. How many of those were scholarship players? How many of those were walk-on players? How many scholarship players moved from a Power 5 to a non-Power 5? How many moved to the FCS? How many went D2? How many dropped out completely? How many scholarship players eventually had to become walk-ons? I look forward to a day when we, having all, when we have all of that info. Of course, uh, right now, we do not. Back to football a moment for a moment and, and back to, to Arkansas State. Right now, it does seem like a little bit of a, a mixed bag in terms of is Arkansas State getting more or giving more to the portal? In some ways, you can make the case that uh, Arkansas State has, has certainly gotten more from the portal. Because you look at some of the transfers that the Red Wolves have been able to bring in and how much they are going to impact coming up in in the next year. I mean, Blaine Toll is going to terrorize Sunbelt Conference offensive lines next year. Write it down, book it. He might not say two words. The entire season. <laughs> <laughs> but he is going to be a terror on the field. Of course, he started his career at Arkansas and spent last season at, at Buffalo before he came to A-State. You look at some other guys. Jaquez Cross, transferred from Purdue. He's going to be a player that Arkansas State leads on heavily in special teams in the return game. And then all over the offense a, as well. That's, that's a get for Arkansas State. Eddie Smith that's going to come in and be able to help at safety. That's big. Terion Sujic, who's transferring from Vandy, that's going to be a huge help right away. You look at King Makuda, who's transferring from Alabama. That's that's huge. Now, has A-State lost guys to, to the Power Five? Yes. You know, a, a guy, you go back a couple of years ago, one of the first departures that A-State had uh, following the, the end of the era, uh, Anderson era was Jarrett Horst who went to Michigan State and then became a starter on their offensive line. Of course, we remember how the Spartans started the season, and they were in the conversation for being a college football playoff team for a while before they kind of hit some, some bumps at the end of the road. But, I mean, that was, that was a big loss, no doubt about it. You wonder what, uh, what A-State's offensive line might have looked like last year if they had a Big Ten caliber yeah. offensive, line there. <laughs> offensive lineman there. It would have been huge. And, of course, we don't know how these latest departures are going to impact A-State. You know, Andre Harris absolutely would have started on this year's offensive line. Blake Groupie obviously would have had uh, continued to have his role as, as the kicker in, in 2022. Corey Rucker would have continued to be a starting wide receiver for Arkansas State. But, you know, when you size it all up at the, the end of the day, will A-State be better or, or worse for it's transfer additions and subtractions at the end of 22. We'll have to wait and see how they, how they all pan out. There are definitely some additions that I'm excited about, and who knows, which Jones and company might not uh, be done yet. 
We'll uh, be light, obviously, this week on the Football Talk. Arkansas State is on spring break. But again, uh, spring practice resumes next Tuesday, March 29th. So uh, we will sprinkle in some more spring football topics here this week. But uh, next week is when we kind of really get back to it and start talking about more of those spring football storylines. Need to go ahead and hit pause. So I tell you what, let's check in on some baseball. A-State, Major League Baseball, NL Central, St. Louis Cardinals, whatever. We'll throw it all at you when we return. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Beard Auto Group is kicking off our trade-in and trade-up event going on now. Beard needs your trade. Beard will buy your trade even if you don't buy ours. Beard has hundreds of Beard certified vehicles to choose from. Why not trade your old ride in for a new one and reset your warranty? Yes, that's right. All Beard pre-owned vehicles are inspected by our pro technicians with most vehicles still having factory warranty. Beard has a large selection of cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs available to choose from. Beard has national lenders with millions of dollars secured just for you with interest rates as low as 3.9 percent good credit bad credit no credit no, no problem. problem don't waste your money on a o-ride get a beard certified vehicle today beard has 11 locations in arkansas and missouri for your convenience shop a beard location near you or check out our low prices online at buybeard.com don't get a bad deal get a beard deal because why pay more see them for details Swing drive to deep left. It's going, going. Another home run for 1812 Pizza Company. 1812 Pizza Company knocks it out of the park every time with a huge selection of the area's best pizzas, salads, and sandwiches, plus a great list of lunch specials. And there are a ton of ways to get it to your team. Dine-in, delivery, or drive through at their Ray Street location. Or delivery, curbside pickup, or dine-in with members and guests at Hilltop. And you can order online at 1812pizzacompany.com. Send your crowd home happier than a walk-off homer with 1812 Pizza Company. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas is committed to serving their banking customers as well as the communities where they live. And that's why we've invested in a new local call center located in our main office that not only provides FNBEA customers with access to real-time support for their banking needs, but also creates opportunities for more East Arkansans to come work with the region's largest independently owned bank. As your hometown bank for 135 years, we're offering convenience and commitment to all our many loyal customers. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Member FDIC. Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia is moving, and they're inviting you to a grand opening celebration. Join Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia when they open at 424 Southwest Drive on Saturday, April 2nd. Beginning at 9 that day, there will be giveaways and drawings all day long, including the chance to win Redbird Club tickets to see the Cardinals and Orioles in St. Louis. Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia carries hobby boxes, vintage packs, and supplies for collectors, and much more. Be there for their grand opening celebration Saturday, April 2nd at Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia. Move into 424 Southwest Drive in Jonesboro. The second annual Delta Roots Music Festival in historic downtown Helena, Arkansas is set for Saturday, April 9th. And this year honors the memory of Phillips County's own musical legend, Lee Von Hell. Headlining this year is The Wait, named after the band's iconic song and led by longtime friend and bandmate Jim Weeder. Also included this year, Funky Donkey, Dwayne Stevens Band, Raj Arnold, Mother Hubbard and the Regulators, Live Wire Band, Bailey Hepley, Colin Linden, the Arkansas Brothers, and the Kate Brothers. Yeah. 
Tickets for the festival are $25. Kids 12 and under free and can be purchased online at DeltaRootsMusicFest.Eventbrite.com or at the King Biscuit Blues Festival office, 319 Phillips Street, Helena, Arkansas. Hours for the festival are 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Arts and crafts, food vendors, and a cash bar, and more. The second annual Delta Roots Music Festival, April 9th in Helena, Arkansas. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Just about 10 minutes away from a conversation with a voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Spoiler alert, when he joins us here in studio, we'll probably start with a with a baseball conversation, recap a little bit of what happened over the weekend for Arkansas State Baseball against 15th-ranked Texas State. Uh, unfortunately, it was over in the win column, and the Red Wolves were trying to get back on the field today kind of <laughs> to just find some way to, to stop that losing skid. But uh, I'm assuming Carbondale looks about like Jonesboro does right now, so no baseball today. It'll be tomorrow. Uh, 2 o'clock before A-State is able to get back on the field. Obviously, look, when you go over 3 over the course of the weekend, when you bat somewhere in the in the 180s and, and uh, commit a lot of errors, there's more negatives than positives to take from A-Series. But I will mention one thing I did kind of like. At the end of this game, I don't know if you saw a video making the rounds from KIT's Logan Whaley. Uh, Put this out on Twitter. I don't know if they actually showed this on the news or if if they put it on KIT's Facebook page or anything like that. But Logan Whaley uh, tweeted out a video following the game where as the game ended, Texas State's closer, Stivers, waved at the A-State dugout as he walked off. Which, this is the same guy who did the horns down uh, to Texas following that game. Which, when he did the horns down, I had no issues. <laughs> Texas waved as they walked off the field yeah. against Texas State the day before. So there had been some jawing back and forth. Now, could A-State have been jawing at the Bobcats over the weekend? I mean, sure. Sometimes things happen. Although, when you're in a losing skid, typically you don't have as many reasons to jaw. Uh, yeah. as as perhaps the other team. but So Stivers waves to Arkansas State as he walks off the field. Uh, there were obviously some Red Wolves that didn't like that. And one in particular that was very animated was pitching coach Alan Dunn. I don't know what this team needs right now to, to get right. Uh, there, are, there are a few different areas of deficiency. Right now, pitching, hitting, fielding, you name it. But if you can get a fire lit under you, if somebody there could be a spark, maybe Alan Dunn is going to provide the spark. I did like seeing his reaction because this team definitely needs an infusion of of passion right now from wherever they can get it. I feel like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, this is a great team, and this is a team that's going to go out and win the Sunbelt Conference because we know how good this league is. By the way, the league right now is fifth overall in the RPI. But I do feel like this team is too good to be on a nine-game losing streak. Some of the issues that they continue to have are just our fundamental baseball issues. This team should be able to catch the ball better than it does. These are Division I athletes. Should be able to field more cleanly. They should be able to not, not issue as many free passes. And, and I'm kind of trying to speak it into existence that Alan Dunn's intensity at the end of that game 
will provide this team a spark that it needs. Um, it does not get easier this week. Uh, Southern Illinois, from an RPI standpoint, is is like in the 150s, but they have a very good record. Georgia Southern, when I looked yesterday, was ranked 10th in the RPI, and that's where A-State has to go this weekend, so it doesn't get any easier in league play. But maybe, may, I'm just I'm grasping at straws here, maybe this will be a spark for A-State. Uh, we'll see. We'll talk more baseball with you tomorrow. And, of course, when Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, joins us here in studio checking in on the cardinals they are if you like to keep tabs on that kind of thing they're three and oh right now in in spring training when they were able to get a 7-3 winner over washington last night now that was not with a complete team of course you go and you look at some box scores a lot of times if you're like me and even if you follow a team you're just kind of sitting there like who the who the heck yeah. are these guys yeah. <laughs> i can tell you a familiar name has gone yard for the birds today. Nolan Arenado just did a two-run blast. So the Cardinals are up three to nothing right now in in their spring training game. Uh, looks nice and pretty and sunny there in Jupiter. But uh, but uh, I guess you know three and zero is better than zero and three or uh, you know on the wrong side of a three and zero score. But hard to get really a grasp of what this team is doing right now in spring training. They until yesterday were without Yadier Molina. He has not been in camp due to personal reasons. There really hasn't been a lot of uh, elaboration on that. So I guess their personal reasons or personal reasons don't need to have a lot of elaboration on that. But it uh, seems like there were some people very, very excited to have him back yesterday. In fact, uh, saw some good stories about his return and Bally Sports reporting that when he walked into camp, And he was welcomed back in by St. Louis manager Oliver Marmol during a closed team meeting. You could hear the cheers and applause from his teammates outside of the building. Concrete building. You could hear people yelling outside of it. So uh, I think it's fair to say that they were happy to have Yachty back. Uh, Prior to that, Molina said he couldn't take more than a handful of steps without a different teammate walking over to give him a bear hug. And, of course, his BFF, Adam Wainwright, said, quote, I'm already on my third hug completed just a few minutes ago. Probably going to head back over there for four here in just a minute. Pretty excited my buddy's back. So, love those guys. Cannot wait to see the first start they make together as a battery. They've got 325 right now in counting. And with 20 starts together this season, they will break the Major League record held by Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehan. So, a big number there for those guys. BFFs. Hope you have someone in your life that looks at you the way Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina look at each other. Good times. Again, three three to nothing right now is the Cardinals score in terms of uh, that spring training game. Uh, there was a little bit of roster, or I guess personnel news made today. It, it seems like, I don't know what to make of a long-term future with Jack Flaherty and the Cardinals. They seem to go back and forth, not necessarily with a lot of animosity, but kind of borderline tension a lot. But there was some good news today as Flair and the Cardinals settled at a $5 million contract for this year, which means they will avoid arbitration. A lot of times arbitration gets a little contentious. You've got a player saying, hey, I am worth this much, and you've got a team saying, no, you're not, and... Sometimes that does not bode well for a long-term partnership. But they did manage to avoid 
arbitration this year. Again, Flaherty, who is currently sidelined as they figure out what to do with that uh, slap tear and the bursitis in his shoulder. $5 million between him and the birds. Uh, let's go ahead and hit pause here. We'll talk a little bit more baseball with you, but we'll do it with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. He'll be in studio with us next. Keep it with us on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Do you have significant manufacturing experience? In addition to offering weekend shifts with 40 hours paid for 36 hours work and seasonal shift incentives with bigger bonuses and increased starting pay, Linux Industries in Stuttgart is now hiring individuals with significant manufacturing experience at above their current entry-level rate. Experienced individuals can start at $16.15 an hour for the first shift and $16.90 for a second shift at Linux. Linux also offers excellent benefits, including full medical and a free on-site clinic for employees and their families and work inside an air-conditioned factory. Bigger bonuses and increased starting pay for seasonal shifts. Weekend shifts that pay 40 hours for 36 hours worked. And now, starting pay above current entry-level rates for individuals with significant manufacturing experience. Come join the Linux team, the leading HVAC company in America. Call 870-672-8161 or apply online at Linux international.com slash careers linux industries is an equal opportunity employer the saint bernard's medical group health expo returns to first national bank arena in jonesboro for community-wide event on saturday april 9th as the region's largest event dedicated to your health we offer free health screenings get to know our physicians donate blood visit our kids zone area or find your next career at our job fair the following day april 10th student athletes from partnering schools can once again take advantage of our comprehensive pre-participation evaluations it's all happening at the saint bernard's medical group health expo visit stvexpo.com y'all even after all the snow and ice the weather is showing us that spring is coming and we're all about to be able to spend more time outside make your time outside better with mr t's at riverside mr t's has the coldest beer at the absolute best prices and the biggest selection too with more than 200 beers from around the world available come to the show me state just across the kalua colored waters of the saint francis river in cardwell or mr t's express at red onion missouri and as always mr t's is open seven days a week and reminds you to drink responsibly. Do you often divide the dinner bill with friends or family? Now you can split the cost of that check with Zelle, a fast, safe, and easy way to send money to people you know and trust right from your Me Banking Online and Me Banking Mobile account. So after you split the meal, make sure you split the bill with Zelle. Ask a representative at Farmers and Merchants Bank or the Bank of Fayetteville for more information. Available to United States bank account holders only. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. EAB Jonesboro is looking for team members in our sales department, and we are offering a $2,000 signing bonus. EAB Jonesboro is the most listened to multimedia group in Northeast Arkansas, including K-Fine, KISS, The Wolf, The Ticket Radio Network, KBTM News Talk, and Bob FM, plus our amazing digital products. If you have media sales experience, apply today. Or if you don't have media sales experience, apply and convince us why you are the person for the job. Send your resume to Lori at eabjonesboro.com. That's L-O-R-I-E at eabjonesboro.com. And get your future moving in the right direction. Plus, get a $2,000 signing bonus if hired. Become part of the largest media group in the state. Apply today. EAB Jonesboro is an equal opportunity employer. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone, Tuesday at 
1.30. That means it's time for our weekly chat with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Originally thought we were going to be touching base with him while he was on the drive to Carbondale, but uh, you get and to put I'm that off for another day. I'm glad I'm not driving in this stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. nasty out there right now. Uh, we'll talk more about the Salukis here in just a moment, but uh, might as well start our chat today with, with some A-State baseball talk. Uh, the series against number 15 Texas State started about as, as good as it possibly could in game one. Six runs right off the flip for the Red Wolves, but unfortunately just um, not not as many highlights after that for A-State, but how do you size it up overall? Well, you know, you look back on that series, and, and you're right, a very good start, and you had a golden opportunity to win a game on Friday night, and you just couldn't hold on in the latter innings, and Texas State scores six in the seventh and four in the eighth, and they're able to come back and win. And really, we had been waiting for that opportunity to kind of set up a game and see what the back end of the bullpen could do because there was a lot of confidence and reason for confidence because those guys at the back end had been good to this point. They just hadn't had opportunities to really close out games. Brandon Anderson, Max Charlton, Kevin Wiseman had all looked good. So we were anxious to see what would happen in that, opportun- in that opportunity when it came. And unfortunately, it just it didn't happen on Friday night. And I was anxious to see how they would respond on Saturday after that deflating loss on Friday night. And they came out and – on the mound just uh, were fantastic. You know, Will Nash was back in that Saturday starter role, which Mm -hmm. he he was good in last year. He goes five innings, gives up just two runs, and then Walker Williams pitches a scoreless sixth. Tyler Jeans then gave us three scoreless innings. He was as good as he's been all year long. Unfortunately, just not enough offense that day, and they lose two to one. And late in that game, you had a scenario where you got a runner at third, tying run just 90 feet away late in the game you would have the same scenario present itself in the ninth inning the next day when you lose by one again five to four Uh, and again it was kind of like Friday night it was set up really nice to where you got a quality start out of uh, your starting pitcher which was not expected to pitch You know, Jacob Frederick is a guy that found out he was starting the game 30 minutes before first pitch on Sunday because of a finger injury with Carter Holt. So Jacob Frederick goes six innings, gets the quality start, leaves with the 4-2 to lead, but, you know, Texas State scores two in the eighth, one in the ninth. And, uh, look, they're a really good team. They're 18-3 and for a reason. They're winning close games like that. Still, you look back at that series and you think, the Red Wolves had a really good chance to win in all three of those games. I know when people look at the win-loss record right now, and we look at the fact that this is a team that's that's lost nine in a row, there's probably not a lot of positives that immediately come to mind. But uh, these starters over the weekend that threw for 17 innings and only gave up five earned runs, yeah, 17, 17 strikeouts to three walks, those are, those are good numbers. Yeah, and Coach Raffo had brought it up in the post game with me Sunday, and Brad actually went back and I think he put something out on social media too. You know, twenty five of the twenty seven innings. You know, if you look at the score, the Red Wolves actually outscored Texas State for yeah. the weekend. It was two disastrous innings that uh, that, that happened on Friday 
where you know Texas State w- was able to uh, kind of take advantage of, of uh, a meltdown. There's really no other way to explain it. A meltdown by Arkansas State, but uh, I think that there were. If you're looking for positives, that's the biggest one. The starting pitching and you know Justin Medlin's been a really nice surprise. He, he's a yeah. Middle Tennessee transfer and really didn't pitch much at Middle, but. Uh, he's been given an opportunity here, and now he's the Friday night starter. And, you know, he turned in a really nice outing the other day. And then, uh, you know, Will Nash, I thought, was really solid. And, you know, we may have found something in Jacob <laughs> yeah. Frederick now uh, coming in and uh, pitching the way he did. If you literally throw somebody into the fire and they walk out of it with a quality start, then. Yeah, and Alan Dunn had told me before the season that uh, you know, Frederick's a guy that, that was a potential starter. So we had seen him make one start in the midweek last week, but he was only scheduled to go an inning in, in that game against Memphis. But uh, you know, you have to like what you saw from him the other day. Now, of course, uh, tomorrow, A-State heading to SIU, the return game of a, a home-and-home. It, it didn't really go well when these teams – Met in Jonesboro. What does A State have to do a little bit differently tomorrow? Well, SIU is a good team. Uh, they're fifteen and five. They just took two out of three over the weekend against Illinois. Uh, they're the top scoring team in the Missouri Valley. They're averaging eight and a half runs a game. We saw uh, them come in and score twelve runs in that win a couple of weeks ago in Jonesboro. So, yeah, I mean, you, you got to go in out. That was. Uh, part of a, a two-game midweek, mm-hmm. so you were a little bit more thin as as far as your pitching went that week. We'll see how they kind of manage uh, the pitchers with just one midweek game this week. Obviously, you're not going to throw a lot of the guys that we're going to see this weekend uh, uh, in that uh, series at Georgia Southern, but you know, I, I'm anxious to see how the guys respond because th- there were some things to build on. I thought I thought they took steps forward especially on the mound in those games over the weekend. Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz here with us in studio. Uh, obviously, you're focused on, you know, tomorrow's game against SIU, but kind of kind of surprised me a little bit to see Georgia Southern up there at, at 10th yesterday in the RPI. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the early story on, on the Eagles there? Well, they started 2-5, and five, but they're 11-2 and two since then. And Georgia Southern, you know, they're really, really good defensively. They're tops in the Sun Belt in fielding percentage. They they do uh, everything well. Uh, they've got uh, a lot of experience, a lot of familiar names back on that roster. Um, you know, uh, they they play tough competition, yeah. and that's that's a big reason why. With the thirteen and seven record, uh, that that the RPI is so high. They played a three game series to open up the year against Tennessee. They played uh, against Georgia Tech, who's nationally ranked. They played a couple of times against Georgia already. They're nationally ranked, and um, you know they they've got another game coming up later on against Georgia this year too. So uh, they play a really tough schedule, and that's you know that's a big reason why they get such a, a boost in the RPI that and you know they're winning a lot of games they're playing good baseball right now and um, you know a state needs to to go to Statesboro they, they can't afford to come back empty-handed they need to find a way uh, to get in the win column uh, this weekend and 
Look, I, I don't know who has a tougher start to conference play with back-to-back weekends against Texas State and Georgia Southern. Um, I don't think anybody else in the Sun Belt has anything quite this challenging out of the gate, but hopefully the Red Wolves uh, are able to build uh, up a little bit of momentum here. Yeah, and then after that, it's perennial contenders, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, easy <laughs> after that. Yeah. Uh, National champs a few years ago. Again, this is it's it's a good league every year, but it feels especially tough this year, uh, just looking at results and RPIs and, and things like that. Uh, last weekend, the first weekend of Sunbelt Conference play, some really interesting stores, scores from around the league, but I'm curious how you would have reacted to having called a 17-17 to game that ended in a tie. <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that because I was, I was paying close attention to that game while uh, calling the game on Sunday. Now, it, it, it was back and forth, and that game actually started two hours before we did. So it was 10 a.m. Okay. Central Time, 11 a.m. there in uh, South Carolina when they got that thing started. And anyway, you, you see this high-scoring game, and I think Coastal scored – they may have scored three times in the bottom of the eighth to tie it up at 17, at, at least three runs. So – uh, I had the, the stat broadcast up. I'm looking at it, and for about four or five minutes, it didn't change. It's an end of the eighth and 17 apiece. So I asked our sports information uh, director, Caleb Gardner, I said, well, look and see if you can find out if if uh, they've called that due to curfew. And that's what happened. Yeah. So this this has actually happened to us a couple of times where you have a flight to catch on a getaway day, and you're in a place – on the East Coast, and, and when it happened to us, you know, I think it happened uh, once with Coach Kessinger when we were at FIU, mm-hmm. and we tied we tied them, had to get out of there. And then uh, with Coach Raffo, it happened one time. We were uh, at FAU when they were still in the league and ended there with with a tie during a curfew game. But but. I can I can tell you it was not seventeen all when when the game ended. That, that's one of the more obscure final scores uh, final scores you'll ever see. Coastal Carolina and ULM seventeen to seventeen. Again, uh, a wild wild score from from Sunday. Uh, switching gears for just a moment, we've talked a lot about the transfer portal today, and and part of that was based on you know a clip that. You all had tweeted out from the Second to None podcast from mm-hmm. North Shadow Mirror, uh, him saying that, uh, you know, he just wanted the A-State fans to know that that he was a Red Wolf for life. I know you've talked several times about how he's just built differently, but your thoughts on, on that podcast that, that dropped this morning? Just uh, an amazing visit. And every time I sit down with North Shadow, I learn something cool about him and yeah we sat down for 45 50 minutes the other day and it was just uh, it was so fun to kind of hear his whole story and going back and learning about his family a little bit and and growing up where he did in Bluefields Nicaragua and the story of how he's 13 years old and never had played organized basketball and he's playing a a pickup baseball game and somebody pulls up and and uh, sees how tall he is. They invite him to come play and, and rebound. He didn't know the rules. That was his first exposure. And he talks about that and how he went to uh, how, how he came to the United States to uh, go to Miami prep. And, you know, just what a, 
a different experience that was and obviously being homesick once he got to the U.S. He talked about that and talked about that first interaction with Coach Bellato mm-hmm. and just the, the kind of great impression that, that Coach made on him. And, and um, you know, it, it, and then we got into the clip you heard, which was kind of a follow-up on what he put out on social media last week and that, you know, he's, he's not transferring anywhere. Uh, so, you know, we talked about that. We talked about uh, his future uh, after Arkansas State. And, you know, one thing you, you see is his uh, tremendous loyalty. Uh, he is he's loyal to Coach Pilato. He, he loves his teammates. He refers to them as brothers. He loves Arkansas State. And, yeah, he, he said, I'm a Red Wolf for life. Yeah. So we got into that. And, look, we mentioned later on in the podcast after the Norshad interview you know, his his loyalty is to Arkansas State, and I, you know, you can you can expect him to be back here next year. Now that said, you know, we're trying to prepare everybody for for when it comes out here pretty soon. Do not be surprised if and when Norshad declares himself el- eligible for the draft. Sure. Okay. And a lot of players are doing this now. Yeah. They can put their name in. They can go through the draft process. They can get a draft grade. And then they can pull themselves out, come back, and play. It's it's not going, you know, I know it's going to be a shock when some, some fans see something like that. Just because we haven't seen that here before. Yeah. But it's something Norshad is in position to do. But, you know... When he plays college basketball again, it's going to be at Arkansas State, and he should explore, you know, where he's at as far as uh, that NBA draft grade and and be able to go through that process. Again, players uh, in recent years, I don't know if this is still the case, but players could stay in that draft process even up to you know ten days before the draft. Yeah, the first week of June is is about out. yeah is about the time he would would come out and uh, he he'd take himself his name out of the draft at that point. But again, I mean it it's something that that you you should go ahead and expect because it, it's something that long term is going to be uh, good for Norshad and you know you see more and more players doing this and look. Coach Bellato is going to support him every step of the way. The staff is, but uh, I, I, I think you can still feel very safe yeah. that that he, he's going to be wearing an Arkansas State uniform next year. Guys like look, Adrian Delft has done this at Appalachian State, uh, Louisiana Tech. I, their big man slips my mind, but uh, he's put his name. But they say yes, we're declaring for the draft. But you know, we're just exploring options. We're coming back. So. Yeah, and Norshad's still adding on to his game. Yeah. And we talked about it in the podcast, too, just you know him uh, working on stepping back and shooting threes next year. Now, he's not going to be coming off screens and, and, or anything like that. No, I wouldn't expect anything crazy. But to expect him to put up you know, maybe two threes a game next year, I, I think that's something that, that you can expect. And, you know... That's something, and obviously you look at the NBA now and what guys are are stepping back and doing from three-point range. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be expected to be able to step back and and shoot that shot. Now, we saw this year his mid-range shot is there. I mean, he's got a fantastic mid-range game, which is better than than most. So 
that's just another element, that three-point shot that, that he'll be working on and can improve his stock going forward. As always, that Second to None podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. And this conversation, if you miss part of it, will be available later on the Ticket website. Thanks for hanging out. Always fun. One more break to take. A lot still to throw at you before we wrap things up. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Every person deserves respect, and that's what you're promised when you work with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Bill Stanley and Jared Woodard are proud former lettermen at Arkansas State. And with over 45 years' experience, they've earned their reputation as hometown lawyers that get big city results. In fact, they've both been recognized in the National Trial Lawyers Association Top 100. Whether it's personal injury, nursing home neglect, criminal defense, or civil litigation. Get respect, results, relief with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Call 932-2000 and visit stanleywoodard.com. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro is hiring. Apply online at riceland.com for full-time, direct hire manufacturing positions in our parboil mill and plant. Riceland Foods is an equal opportunity employer with a new competitive pay scale geared toward advancement and benefits, including medical, dental, and vision insurance, paid time off, and paid holidays. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro. Jonesboro has immediate openings for full-time manufacturing positions. Start your new career today with Riceland Foods. Go to Riceland.com and select jobs at the top of the page to apply online. Gazaway Ace and Paragold in Jonesboro reminds you that whatever the project, they're the place that has everything you need. Skip the rake this season. Power up your cleanup with an Ego 650 power blower. Check out the full line of Ego tools and save 10% on the Ego 650 blower. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks, and helping you is the most important thing we do. That's Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and West Kings Highway in Paragold. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Gazaway. Hey everyone, this is Angie Gallagher at United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. If you are looking to buy or sell hunting land, call me today. United Country has teamed up with Realtree, the number one name in recreational outdoors. Realtree United Country Hunting Property sold over $7 billion in hunting and recreational property in 2021. So call us at 870-869-1515 for all of your hunting land needs. And make sure to check out our Realtree website at realtreeuc.com. Take time to exercise. Focus on your emotional needs and your loved ones. If you need help, visit MethodistFamily.org. For over 120 years, MFH has been your community resource for a complete continuum of care. This message is sponsored by Methodist Family Health and aired in cooperation with this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. Are you struggling with vision loss as you get older? Do you have a child who is blind or losing their vision? Are you a blind person wondering how you'll succeed in school, at work, or as a parent? We can help. The National Federation of the Blind knows that blindness doesn't have to keep you from living the life you want. We invite you to learn more about us and how we can help at nfb.org. The National Federation of the Blind. Live the life you want. We are the 25%. That's a quarter of all Americans, over 61 million people with a disability. And we want a world where everyone is 100% included, just like you. Easter Seals Disability Services. We are the 25.org. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. 
Kara and Kate with you for just a couple more minutes. Of course, Kate's sticking around after this for the setup. But uh, looking one more time at our CavanaughCars.com poll today, asking you for your thoughts on the transfer portal. 44% of you say it is ruining college sports. I'm kind of more in the it is what it is category because whether you love it or hate it, it's certainly here to stay. And the question is now is just if there will be any guidelines with it in the future. Will they try to limit the transfer portal windows? Will anything about it change? But it is it is certainly here. Our question or topic or whatever we throw at you on the daily. Always brought to you by our awesome friends at KavanaughCars.com. A great place to start the search for your next new or new to you vehicle. You can search all their inventory, find out about their specials, get pre-approved, figure out what your trade is worth. All of that is right there for you at KavanaughCars.com. Of course, when we talk about the transfer portal, uh, it's always kind of a, a big, bigger picture question in terms of you know how you view loyalty in college athletics and. For those of you that think that the transfer portal is a great thing for student-athletes, one of the things you usually point at is the fact that coaches can typically go wherever they want without any kind of penalty. Yes, there is usually a buyout paid, but at the end of the day, the contracts really don't mean that much. We talked yesterday about some schools that made hires, uh, poaching coaches from other conferences. But one coach who could be on the move is a familiar name, and that is Grant McCaslin. He has done well at North Texas, which is not surprising. He's a good coach. He was a good coach here. He's been a good coach there. And now it looks like SMU might come calling. Kind of interesting there because in a couple of years, SMU and UNT are going to be in the same conference. They're both going to be AAC yeah. schools. But but if you're wondering why McCaslin might be willing to make that move, well, he makes, with all of his bonuses and whatever else, about $800,000 this year at North Texas. Southern Miss, not Southern Miss, excuse me, SMU, wrong uh, wrong assemblage of letters there. SMU, although they are a private school, uh, it's pretty well reported that they pre paid their previous coach $2 million. So $800,000, $2 million. He might not even have to buy a new house. D D Denton's not that far from Dallas. I don't know. Maybe they'll move closer to campus, maybe not. But uh, I've seen people in the responses saying, oh, he wouldn't take that. Yes, he would. He's a Texas guy. Or people saying, oh, he'll wait and get a bigger job. Like what? I think his ultimate goal is probably to end up back at Baylor. Scott Drew's only 51. That might not happen for a long time. Yeah. So A nice one and a half million dollar pay increase or close to it would be bad. Even if, even if North Texas with some new AAC money could bump it up to about 1.2. $2 million is still 67% more than $1.2 million. That's still a huge pay increase. So when SMU announces Grant McCaslin as their new head coach next week, we told you so. Actually, I mean, we were not the first people at all to put that out there, but just uh, some of the people. Hey, a heads up on something to keep tabs on tomorrow. That'll be pretty cool. Uh, they're kind of doing a little bit of a Memphis Grizzlies takeover tomorrow on ESPN, which uh, that Nets and Grizzlies game is going to be televised. But prior to that, uh, they're doing so much of the NBA content from Memphis. 
So if you've ever wanted to see, you know, a picture of Adrian Wojnarowski with FedEx Forum in the background, they're going to be doing some different pregame shows and really just a full day of Memphis Grizzlies all-access special content. So I think that'll be cool. I'll probably be keeping some tabs on ESPN tomorrow throughout the day just to see how that's handled. But uh, in the meantime, hey, that's a wrap for us today. Appreciate Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, joining us. You can find that chat later at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by The Drive. At 3 o'clock, have it here in the morning for the Front Row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio comes your way with JC at 10, and we'll be back at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great afternoon.